Today's episode is sponsored and brought to you by my good friend Near Near. Of course, that's her real name. <laughs> Near Near and I have a lot of history. Um, I met her thanks to the World Wide Web back in 2006. She has been a consistent blessing in my life. She's a wonderful mother. When it comes to music, hip-hop especially, it's almost like we share the same brain sometimes. I, I appreciate her, and I'm thankful for her. So thank you, Nir, for challenging me, being a part of my village, and putting up with my growth. Thank you for holding me down and sponsoring today's episode. I love you, and I appreciate you greatly. Mwah. Top 5 Forever Alive. Sean Kemp, Reebok Kamikaze. Ken Griffey Jr., Nike Air Griffey Max 1. Gary Payton, Nike Air Zoom Flight, a.k.a. The Glove. Allen Iverson, Reebok Question. And Tracy McGrady, Adidas T-Mac 5. Can we talk about... Oh, I hate this word. <laughs> I won't say hate. Hate is a strong word. I really dislike this word. Um, I don't use it, but for the sake of getting this intro out, <laughs> can we talk about blurs? Let's get into it, man. Greetings, Earthlings. Welcome to my sequel, <laughs> which means it's going to be bigger, louder, and disappointing. <laughs> That's how most sequels are. Most of them, not all of them. Um, thank every single last one of you for joining me and continuing to listen to me and experiencing this journey with me. I really enjoy... I really enjoy the extended discussions I have outside of this podcast with my friends, um, which is where I got the idea that I kind of used in last in the last episode two weeks ago. I want to salute my friends and family who have been holding me down in more ways than one. And I usually do that with the shout outs like, you know, hi, whoever. <laughs> last episode, um... I said was sponsored by Adriel, which is my cousin's lovely wife who makes these wonderful oat milk raisin cookies. <laughs> that again, I'm going to keep um, saluting because the cookies are just so good, man. But I want to start using more of my friends as my sponsors and just taking a moment to give thanks and appreciation. So that's what that intro was about. You'll hear more of it. But I would definitely wanted to start um, today's episode off with that sponsor in particular. Near Near is her real name. <laughs> no, it's not. But the truth is, if I don't have a nickname for you, then I probably don't love you. <laughs> that sounds harsh, but it's mostly true. <laughs> I have a thing for nicknames. Just... Just let it happen. <laughs> anyway, I talk too much. But welcome to another episode of Can We Talk About? It is I, your host, your stranded host, whose arms are tired from waving for help. 
Marcus the Multi-Tapper, a.k.a. the Big Kahuna, a.k.a. Quail Man, a.k.a. the Mega Diaper Baby. <laughs> I am joined today with my co-host, Sukram. Say say something, man. Say what's up to the people. No, I'm just playing, yeah. <laughs> but more on that later. More on the co-host thing later. So, I don't, I don't know if for those of you, I, I ain't, I ain't going to say it. I ain't going to spoil it. I said Sukram, by the way. Blurds. I feel like if I said more, I'll like it. <laughs> but it's just not working. Like, it just makes my tongue itch. <laughs> That's so excessive. I understand the need for segregation. Because as the emergence of the awkward slash nerdy black individual started to happen more, of course, it was met with discourse. You have gatekeepers and everything, but especially in nerd culture. And I get why they're there, too, because I'm one of them. <laughs> I might get into into that a little bit later. I'm not really one of them like some people are. But I have had my moments. But anyway, um, I understand, like, the need to separate from other non-black nerds. Like, it was an invasion to, let's keep it 500. Like, white white people took it as an invasion on their territory. Like, more of us started popping up at conventions and breaking traditions by washing up and wearing deodorant <laughs> no but for real like and y'all can correct me if i'm wrong or if you know more about this than i do because i'm really talking about it from the outside looking in perspective like i'm not a big convention person this is just what i saw this is just what i noticed so you had a lot of black people who weren't feeling comfortable in those spaces not feeling the representation, being judged for dressing as your favorite character or character of your choice for like. I'm going to kill him. I'm going to kill him. <laughs> but being judged for your character of your choice for no real reason, like tensions got high. And then it seems like overnight this word was born into this world and the movement just grew. I honestly didn't think it would last. Like, to be completely honest, I'm glad it did. I'm glad it has lasted, though. Like, despite how I feel about that word, I'm glad the nerdy and black and awkward and black came together like all the characters in Avengers Endgame and have seen it through. Like, there's blurred groups and social media handles and conventions and et cetera. And that's a beautiful thing. And I'm not here to knock any of that. I just personally don't like being labeled as that. Like you'll never hear me refer to myself as a blurred. Even if you think I am one, you'll never hear me make that reference. I'm... I'm quiet about my personality, believe it or not. <laughs> like, I realize that I don't really put heavy emphasis on any one part of my life. So much so that, like, 
people don't know what to buy me. <laughs> like, people don't know what to buy me for a gift. Like, for two reasons. They don't know if I'll like it or if I already have it. <laughs> but, first of all, I love all gifts. Just to get that out the way. <laughs> Even if I have ten of them. But, I'm saying that because I've had people ask me, like what do I like? And I'm just like, uh, hello? <laughs> it's obvious to me, but it's not as obvious to everyone else. I think that's one interesting thing about people like me. Like, I don't actually think I'm a nerd. <laughs> I think I'm cool. <laughs> I think I'm hip. And this is what makes me such a huge nerd and why I'm so awkward. It's... It's not a moment for me. It's just how I am. Like, I've also spoken out. I've also spoken about, like, I've spoken heavily about nerds because I think they're corny, <laughs> especially in hip-hop. Uh-oh, I'm about to attack y'all king. <laughs> Childish Bambino. <laughs> Gambino. Um... I actually liked him when I first heard of him, like, which I felt like was maybe two to three years before everyone else. And I'm not like bragging or trying to act like, oh, I liked him first. So the rest of y'all copycats or nothing like that. Or I wasn't gatekeeping his music. I'm just saying I noticed that there was like a gap for me. Like I remember looking forward to hearing more and then I heard more and I was like, nope. <laughs> there have always been nerds in hip-hop man a lot of these cats got their aliases from comic books um days of my life goes on word is born i make you feel my whole proton neutron and electron that was buster rhyme saying that Yo, I be the number one icon. Word to the Holy Quran. I rocks on and on, on and on, and on and on and on. You will understand when I form Voltron. But that's that nerd stuff I'm talking about. That's always been in hip hop. But like, I never felt underrepresented as a black awkward youth when listening to hip hop. Never. Like, Maybe it's because I don't just listen to the commercial stuff and I'm a huge fan of this genre and this movement that I knew how to get variation when I wanted it or needed it. And I was exposed to a lot of different styles of it. But again, like, I'm quiet. My approach is more like the artists I grew up listening to. Um, it's subtle, few verses and lines here and there about some geek ish. Like I just quoted that Buster Rhymes and he mentions Voltron and protons and neutrons and electrons. Um, but these new dudes, <laughs> they ain't really new, but so even some of the like newer, newer dudes, I guess they in Gen Z, they wouldn't be really millennials, but like, like when Tyler and his crew came in with that nerdy horrorcore-ish. <laughs> like, don't get me wrong. They're talented. Absolutely. But I just wasn't impressed, man. And then Donald Glover came in with his, 
I'm black and I watch anime rap. <laughs> like, I get it, man. You got called an Oreo. Get over it. <laughs> but it was it was the reception to these artists that was mind-blowing to me. Like, suddenly, the awkward and black had a joker. Like, a king of the losers. Like, someone who we could relate to and say, hey, I too watch anime and I'm antisocial and I wear Vans instead of Jordans and I too suffer from depression and listen to quote-unquote white people's music and I was told I act white and I carry Transformers to class in high school, et cetera, et cetera. And Lupe Fiasco and Kid, Kid Cudi, also, they played huge parts into that, you know. I remember people kept telling me about that day and night song, and I just kept shrugging it off. Because the thing, like, it just kept coming back to the same caption that always followed it. Like, it was, oh, I like it, or I like him because it's different, or because he's different. And again, I'm coming from a place of variety. I don't really like that word different. <laughs> I mean, you could argue that everyone is different now, yet it all sounds the same. Different doesn't always mean better. I'll say that. Like, don't tell me you like different, but you ain't up on the Tech Nines and MF Doom. And I'm talking about like back at that time. But anyway, let me stop. I could go on about hip-hop all day. But um, I thought the reception of those artists was most fascinating and was the start of this uprising of the modern-day blurred. Um, suddenly, black skateboarders were, like, prominent and getting an education and... You making want to do right, Lou. <laughs> Dumb it down. They're getting self-esteem, Lou. These girls are trying to be queens, Lou. They're starting to think that smart is cool, Lou. Like, dumb it down by Lupe, Lupe Fiasco if you don't know what that is. But anyway, like with social media and chat rooms and instant messenger programs, like that all played a part. Like... I don't know if I would even have friends if it weren't for the internet, man. Like, we had a place to go that wasn't the club or the block or whatever stereotypical place all of our community indulged in. Like, we had an option, and a lot of us utilized it, and we came, and we came across more like us, and a lot of us bonded and came together, and unknowingly, we made it better for the upcoming black nerd and awkward youth who can be themselves and be loved and supported and they can see themselves on TV and in movies and all different types of media and this is a beautiful thing like again regardless of how I feel about certain aspects of this movement and the creation and use of this term I can't help but to admire the progress that was made when we look back and be proud of what you are a part of, like all of us, myself included. Um, I know I'm all over the place with this, but hear me out. <laughs> so I posted something on my Facebook and 
I had a brief discussion about it. It was a shared post about, like the post stated something like, size doesn't matter in the caption. And just like with being awkward, I felt detached from it instantly. Like I felt like it was tone deaf. I specifically said that it feels like a rich person saying money doesn't matter. We have to understand that there are people out there, out here, who are, like, hurting. There are people out here who still aren't being seen regardless of how um, commercial or popular something has become. Like, again, I spoke about that in the awkward thing. And this is why I wanted to extend that conversation because, like I was saying in that last episode i'm like even with this this blurred community i still don't feel like i'm a part of it i still don't feel like i fit into that but you know that's what i'm to the point of this facebook post that i've shared i'm like there are people out here that are like really suffering and they've been overlooked for so long for you to say that size doesn't matter is so far detached from reality because I know women who are considered or who would be considered plus size who get constantly overlooked or get constantly mocked or get constantly, you know, just not seen the way that you think they're being seen based on these black couples you see in these pictures. But people that are, are hurting and they're suffering and they have been for a long time, like an exception to the quote unquote rule doesn't cancel out the quote unquote rule. Like, unfortunately, this rule, quote unquote, is a societal box that we've been placed in and desperately trying to break out of. So in this post that I shared Again, it was a couple pictures of black couples and about 90% of the pictures, the woman was what be considered is what would be considered as plus size. And I said that that way because I don't use I don't like those labels like people are people. Earthlings are earthlings. I don't like attaching those words to them or myself. But reality is everyone else in this box does so. But anyway, um, so instantly I noticed that there were no men, there were no plus size men or men my size or men in the 300 and up club. And understand that I've had this discussion, um, I've had this discussion before with several of my friends and I've been vocal about the quote unquote normalization of the plus size woman with the the fit or non plus size guy, but you rarely see, you rarely see the other side of that. And don't y'all start tagging me (laughs) in a bunch of examples. Like I know they exist. Um, but I'm getting to my point. Like what we, what we see isn't all that there is. And if our goal is to fully be inclusive we need to make sure we embrace everybody. 
that's all I'm trying to say. That's all I'm trying to say with the awkward being a popular thing now. That's all I'm trying to say with, you know, this this blurred movement, you know, all of these different things that seem cool now, quote unquote, but are still leaving people out in the process. Like we have to make sure we include everybody, not just the nerds who look like they can also be supermodels or the sexy black awkward people on Insecure. <laughs> um, what about the people you ignore every day on your timeline? Like, what about the ones with autism? What about the ones with crippling anxiety? Again, like, I know these things aren't sexy or marketable, but we as a community can't let other industries or people or Hollywood dictate how society should look anymore. If size really doesn't matter, Show me the little person who fell in love with the seven footer. Like, show me the woman with the body of Beyonce embracing the guy with the body like Jonah Hill. Like, I'm just throwing stuff out there, but like, show me everything. Show me all the colors of the rainbow. Like, I don't want to just, don't tell me there's a rainbow on the sky and there's only three colors up there. Cause I'm going to say it's not, that's not a rainbow. You know, that that's the kind of person that I am. And I'm using that shared post as a metaphor to what I've been talking about, as I mentioned, like with awkward people and blurs. And I just want people to understand that we aren't all we're not all going to fit in somewhere. It's just a fact. Most of us are exhausted from creating our own families. And by that, I mean, like, we're not close to the family we were born into, like, or we don't care for the people we graduated with. And we had to start from scratch to cultivate this village. And it's taken a lot out of us because it wasn't it wasn't as easy as just joining a group on Facebook or it wasn't as easy as just going to a nightclub like we had to. It had to all be built on solid foundation and stand the test of time. <laughs> y'all got me preaching. I know I ain't going to preach. I ain't going to preach to y'all today. But you know, <laughs> you know, there's a God somewhere <laughs> who sits on high and looks down low. <laughs> no, but for real, all jokes aside, um, I'm going to wrap this up. Ooh, I'm wrapping it up already. It's a short sermon. <laughs> Truth is, I wrote all of this in like five minutes. <laughs> I procrastinated all day. And I know what you're thinking. Like, I'm not right. I don't write down every single word I say. But I do try to make sure I make certain notes and then leave myself space to ramble on. So I always think sometimes I have moments where I think I wrote like a week's worth of notes and it just turned out to be like 15 minutes. worth. <laughs> and now I got to do filler like what I'm doing. Now. <laughs> I'm just playing, but I, I do want to 
try to bring the last episode and this episode together and hopefully this is good conversational continuity I won't know because I've gotten out of the habit of listening to myself (laughs) but if you're a blurred and you identify with that I have nothing against you like I have nothing against those communities I think it's great I love that creating our own spaces where we can exist and be great with each other and bond and have comic book themed weddings and wear matching Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle shirts and expose your children to various forms of music and have experiences that that lets them know like you belong here too or you can do this and we can do anything even the stuff that isn't cool or noticed like you want to ride a unicycle with pedals <laughs> to work or school do it you want to wear suspenders and a bow tie every day go for it you want to start your own ant farm by all means like do it i know i've quoted this many times before but you you have to you have to define yourself for yourself otherwise you will be say it with me <laughs> crunched into other people's fantasy of you and eaten alive it's it's very important and vital for us to do that That term, the term blur, doesn't appeal to me for more than one reason. I hope now maybe I'll have an idea of why that is. Um, I know I didn't elaborate much on it, but uh, combine what I said in the last episode plus what I've said in here, it, it just, it, it doesn't represent me. And like I said, I was in a couple of groups and I've been a couple around certain people and I realize I still don't fit in. I don't feel comfortable calling myself that, but I know that I've contributed to that indirectly in some way I have. Like we all have, like I said, I think everybody should, you know, all of us who are awkward and black or um a nerd or a geek or whatever it is you want to call yourself i ain't none of that because i'm the coolest of the cool (laughs) first of all and i believe that i'm very smooth and i'm you know that's just what it is but i think yeah i think everybody should be you know be proud of whatever it is that you are man and be yourself um don't put yourself in a box, though. I, I, I've i had bad experiences with... I won't say bad experiences. That might be a little extreme. Do we want to say bad experiences? <laughs> I, I've had some unfortunate moments with that word blurred, and I just don't like it. It just... I just don't like it. I have noticed that blurreds tend to... Like, blurred culture... The black nerd um, tends to be more expansive than the traditional nerd in the sense that 
blurreds. <laughs> I hate that word. <laughs> but in the sense that blurreds will get together and nerd out about things that may not necessarily be nerdy. That's what I mean. Like, I've noticed that. And I do think that's kind of cool. Because, like, like blurreds will get together and nerd out about boys in the hood. <laughs> Or, you know, just um, going home and watching BET uh, music videos after school. Like, to the outside world, they looking at us like, that's not nerdy. <laughs> but, you know, it is. So, I think, I think everybody is a nerd. And I don't know if I mentioned that on the last episode, but I definitely meant to mention it if I didn't. Like, I think everybody is a nerd. Everybody is a nerd for something. And for some reason, there's something you can nerd out about. And it's all relatable on some level or to somebody. So, like, just because I don't fit in with the people that think I'm that. Just because I don't fit in with people that other people think I should fit in with. Doesn't necessarily mean, like. I just can't relate to any of them on anything. Like, that's far from the truth. It's just, I sometimes realize that even though I feel like a casual fan, like, I go to, I work with somebody who's more of a hardcore nerd. And, like, compared to him, I'm, like, smooth as um, Billy D. Williams. <laughs> Like, I'm like a pimp compared to <laughs> But, like, like, I feel like I'm just, like, a casual, a casual fan of, like, everything. But when I realize, what I realize with being in the Blur community is I realize next to people in those communities, I was, like, a hardcore fan. And that was hard for me to see. <laughs> that was very hard for me to see because I never... I never looked at myself like that. Or I never thought I was like that, but it makes sense. Like it makes sense why people think I'm a hip hop purist. Um, it makes sense why people think I just know like all of these comic books front to back, <laughs> like certain things make sense, but they don't make sense to me because again, I'm just not on that deep level. I've never been that way in school. Um, I fooled a lot of people because people just thought it's not that I'm stupid, but people thought I was smarter than I actually was. <laughs> so people used to copy off of me a lot. And I mean, congratulations, you failed for copying off me. <laughs> like I didn't do my homework when I went home. I played video games. I, I wasn't a book nerd. I, I just... I knew certain things, but I think it was just because I was quiet. Like, everybody just assumed I knew everything. And, like, sometimes people were in for a rude awakening. Like, I remember being around my friends and going to this restaurant, and a girl in my class was there, and she was a, a waitress. And, like, she heard how I sounded around people I'm comfortable with and she was just like so blown away 
Like, she was just staring at me. <laughs> like, what happened to the quiet dude in class? I hope y'all have an idea, though, of what I meant by, what I mean by, um, how I don't consider myself a blurred. And if you would like me to elaborate more, my office is always open. <laughs> I'm always willing to discuss and elaborate or, um, clarify what I meant. Because I say things, I say a lot of things here, and I try not to spend too much time on one idea or thought, and I know I got to keep my rambling in check also, so um, I really try to, like, move on, and I try to keep this show, I try to keep these podcasts within a certain amount of time, because I'm not talking about current events and buzzfeed or buzzworthy words that you know people want to hear i gotta keep y'all entertained (laughs) or i gotta keep it short so y'all can listen to it and be like all right i got my 30 minutes in of that sexy voice let me do something else (laughs) this is also why i'm really considering getting a co-host and that's why i said more on that later it can't be just anybody though like at this moment At this current moment, I would prefer a woman. So, y'all know what the work schedule is. (laughs) Every other Sunday, you ain't getting paid. (laughs) No, I probably would pay. I'm going to kill him. I'm going to kill him. Tell him to stop driving by my window. (laughs) But, you probably, I probably will pay you. I got a nice job now that pays me decently. (laughs) So, if you want to get paid to, um talk to me and laugh like crazy that sounds like a good job i'll take that i'd buy that for a dollar (laughs) i'm gonna think about it though if you're listening and you're interested please let me know um leave leave me your resume we gotta have like really good chemistry or at least be able to hold a conversation because more than likely with the co-host, these episodes will definitely be extended, which means I got to spend more time um, sitting at my computer editing, and I don't want to do that. <laughs> so, I sometimes wish I was just on live, like live radio. It would be a lot easier, a lot less work. <laughs> anyway, um... If y'all want to donate to the multi-tapper, to the production of this fine establishment, (laughs) a non-refundable, tax-deductible donation, don't be asking me for it back two days later, (laughs) I'll probably, I'll add you to the sponsor list, and I'm really going to try to do the sponsor thing more often, but don't think, like, this ain't me, like, shouting out the people who contribute financially, like some preachers I know. Ooh. Did I say that out loud? <laughs> On a Sunday, too? <laughs> I'm just saying, like, I'm showing love to whomever I choose, regardless of how much you put in on this podcast. Like, it's already self-sustainable. So I'm not relying on revenue to produce this content. It's free for me, so it's free for you. 
That is until Spotify give me that million dollar contract. <laughs> then I'm going to sell out quicker than Hammer. <laughs> but Money Sign, the multi-tapper on Cash App. Drop me a dollar in the collection plate. Thank y'all for listening. The next episode will be more fleshed out, I promise. <laughs> I really did this um, on my way to bed. So, But, again, I hope the the conversation is a little bit cohesive. And if it's not, I'm sorry. Um, next episode, though, is one I've been putting off for a while. Thank you, Shantae, for reminding me. Um, I didn't expect to do this sequel thing, though. But um, the episode is, can we talk about being a villain? Think about that. Like Mike, Subway, Love Jones, peace. <laughs>